That's right. The podcast is now on YouTube, so you can watch all of the interviews at your leisure. At the same time, your contribution to the show by hitting that subscribe button makes a monumental difference to the show, as we can keep inviting the guests you love and keep having the conversations that no one else is having. The only thing that I ask is that you share the show. Welcome to the Chef JKP podcast with me, James Knight Pacheco. Culinary brothers and sisters, foodie disciples, this is the place where you will find your solace, a place of worship for all things that combine us together, the common thread that brings us around the table, food and memories. Wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, I ask that you sit back and listen and perhaps take away a few morsels of advice. There will be laughter. We're going to get serious. Above all, lessons for life. You're listening to the Chef JKP podcast. Welcome to season five, old and new friends of the show. On this season, I have managed to secure some of the best culinary talents this region has to offer. And they are Tom Allen. He is the head chef at dinner by Heston. Absolute legend, this guy. Govin Shepley, who is the creative director of 2106 Design Agency. Of course, you all know Alex Stumpf of BB Social Dining. And then we have Kelvin Kelly from One Life Cafe. Again, a really phenomenal interview. Giovanni Papi from Armani Ristorante. Beautiful guy. And he really delves deep into all of his travels. Kelvin Chung, again, a highly traveled chef, incredibly accomplished. We have Peggy Lee from SPS Affinity, who has a remarkable story. Carmine Faravalo from Social Water for Storia. And again, this guy is absolutely phenomenal and super funny. Hadrian Villager from Shewam. Halil Azar from Amai Gourmet and was my first ever guest on my show. And of course, the one and only Colin Clegg, legend. This season's sponsor is none other than 2106, one of the most incredible interior design agencies in the region with a wealth of knowledge, and they have worked on some of the most well-known projects in the world. And in this region, they've worked with Tarot by Reef, Namayoso, Pitfire Pizza, Yvonne, and many, many more. Now, you will hear from Govin Shepley, the creative director and the founder. You will have his episode later on in the season, so make sure to look out for that. It is informative and really, really fantastic. Honestly, I learned a huge amount talking all things with him. The show, by the way, has also gone international as the Chef JKP podcast has, for the first time ever, collaborated with another platform called the Staff Canteen over in the UK. Now, the Staff Canteen has been alive for well over a decade and they basically support chefs just like the Dubai Chefs Collective does here in the UAE. The Staff Canteen supports chefs from all over the world and they're a fantastic platform. If you haven't checked them out, please go and do so. Uh, the Staff Canteen, nice and simple. And we're basically collaborating on the Grilled podcast and it's been fantastic. And really, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to work with Mark and the team. So... In this season, we have a stellar lineup of guests. And this is what you can expect to hear from the incredible guests during this season. Be prepared to work very hard. I would say be passionate. Again, surround yourself by good people. Uh, I think that's really important. And I think also 
pick the right environment for you. I think that's really important. I think our industry is changing. I think the way kitchens are run is changing. And I think to make sure that you're in the right restaurant for you, I think so many people enter this industry and maybe have a bad experience and leave the industry, which I, th- I find really sad. They just didn't know what else I would do if I didn't go back to that. If I didn't finish this, I didn't have any other choice but to go back and work for or just be a, do whatever. I don't. I didn't know what to do. Okay. This was the thing I liked. This was the passion I had. If I don't do it now, I'm going to lose that opportunity and need to, then I don't know where I'm going from there. Dining there changed my life. The things those guys were doing was just mind-blowing. Turning something that has that's 90% water into a carpaccio is insane. Like uh, dehydrating, then rehydrating, then dehydrating again. Like it's just, yeah, I think that they had a watermelon carpaccio on, on the menu where it was just like, like you could see right through it, but it felt like when you were eating it, it just melted into your mouth, like you were drinking a watermelon juice or something. The most incredible thing is that you are recognized in the mission guide and you are recognized in the Go Malone top 50. How does that feel for you as a chef? My employing, of course. I mean, to be named an engineer in like, hello, it, that's that's me now on the paper, right? Back then it was, we're talking about 20 years ago, in 2002, when I was working for a restaurant who was nominated the head chef. You know, he had 16 points. But now your name is on the list. It's kind of like, wow, the pressure is there in, in, in one way or the other. But it's like, that's that's an achievement. We can be as glamorous or as wealthy in earning as a lawyer, as a doctor, or a venture capitalist. If you have the will, and if you have groomed yourself into a true talent, you will be a talent, irregardless. Hey, I remember the first question who, who asked to me was, you was executive chef in China. Why you want to come back here for the sous chef speciality? I say, Chef, I'm really honest. I feel that I still have a lot of learn. I need to grow. I would like to keep growing, learn, and uh, be part of, of your team. It was really come from sincerely. And the chef was agree on that. Keep this in mind. Every holiday, every occasion, every birthday, any fun time in the world, your friends will be partying, you'll be cooking. And it kind of hit home because I realized every one of our birthdays, every Christmas, every New Year's, every Chinese, every every single major holiday occasion, yeah. we would always have to celebrate week or weeks afterwards if we had a chance to celebrate at all. Right. And it kind of hit home because I was like, I need to understand that your life, this is your life. There's no halfway. There's no part-time being in this industry. It's either all or it's nothing. There is a saying, alone you go fast. Together you go far, go for that route because at the end, that will help you. How many superstars, celebrities, if it's music industry or chefs fail because they work alone? They go fast, but they crash very hard. And I arrived at the time where Alain Passard stopped cooking only vegetables and he brought back the meat and the fish on the table. And at that time, it was the most expensive uh, menu, a la carte menu in Europe. I think it was at that time 400 euros or 375 euros for only like vegetables on the menu, which was completely insane. And he really taught me how to understand the products. This chef is just insane. He take the potato, he take a beetroot and he peel it in a way that, I don't know, everything is super poetic, super like, there's something about that, which is like, that I've never learned from any other chefs. 
I'm consulting on a British gastro pub that should open uh, March. That's down in Blue Water. But as I say, the dream, and I'm speaking to a few people, and I'd like to speak to anybody else, <laughs> if you know any millionaires, uh, to do another Kabara. That's the, the big dream. I've been here so long, I want to do Middle Eastern food outside the box. Not fusion. I've never done a fusion restaurant in my life where you take authenticity and you just tweak it, you know? When uh, they bring trainer in the kitchen, yes. they always give you the worst chop. Of course. Always. But this is how we go. So yes. I start to clean the plate. I start to clean the, the room where they set up meat, fish, vegetable. But if you, they see on you, you can do it, they, you never give up, they bring you in the family. Okay. So, uh, and then I, I, have a, I was lucky because he's one chef from Florence. I, I can't forget. Uh, one day he said to me, what you will say if I say to you, don't finish the shift now, stay with me in dinner service. I just say, buy for me one packet of cigarette, I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> That was the payment. I don't know what you think, but for me, each season, the show gets better and better. The guests are far more candid than ever before. And this lineup of guests are incredibly impressive. Because not only do we have the region's best culinary visionaries, these guests went much deeper into their own trials, tribulations and failures, which I think you're going to draw so much inspiration from. Now, as for me, uh, busy as always, I recently did a, a TEDx talk on the direct link between food and memories, which was extremely nerve-wracking, but equally amazing. I also, as a mentalist chef, put extreme pressure on myself because I know what a privilege it is to be on that stage and to talk about something that I'm really super passionate about, as you know. So for those of you who haven't seen it, I'll share the link to the show uh, in the show notes. And um, yeah, give me your feedback. I'd be interested to know what you guys think. At the same time, I've been fortunate enough to be an MC or a host in a place like uh, Golf Host and a few other events. And uh, something massively exciting has happened as well. I've been asked to be a board member on two major hospitality boards, which is also super duper exciting. And um, I'll talk about that a little bit later on, or I'll put it in the show notes as well. And believe it or not, for those of you who are asking me, yes, I'm still cooking a lot. So uh, it's... Um, Lots of tastings, lots of openings. Obviously, we've got Ramadan coming up. So all of that jazz, as well as uh, I came back from a trip from Turkey, which for me was extremely eye-opening. Never been there before. The food history, I advise anyone who's never been to Turkey to really go check out the souks, check out the, I mean, the restaurants are incredible. Went to a one-star, two-star. The food is just amazing. We went during off-season. It was cold. It was really fantastic so um, I highly recommend doing that and anyway as you all know travel is the best thing for the soul so we need to get on with the show as some of you may know or may not know those of you who are new to the show it is customary that I always do the very first show of each season so season one season two season three season four now we're on season five now One theme which seems to be recurring in every interview I conduct with every single guest is failure. It's a topic that some people said to me I should not discuss because it's negative. But actually, I think it's the opposite. So that's why I thought it was really important to talk about it because we see it as an enemy. And as I said, I see it as a friend. 
So when I was a much, much younger chef, or even as a kid, the word failure seemed to be something which brought about some type of uh, apocalyptic end of the world type scenario. And people would often say, if you fail this, the world will end as we know it, which of course doesn't. We know that. But if you really think about it, going through history, the greatest people in the world, the greatest high achievers, they failed thousands of times, thousands of times. But the funny thing is, the higher the number of times you fail, the more likely you are to succeed, which sounds completely weird, but it's actually true. Again, as you know, if you take your first steps as a baby, you keep falling down, you keep persevering, and then you stand. They would take our first steps. The same when it comes to riding a bike. You get on the thing, you fall, it hurts. You fall, it hurts. You keep going until eventually you can ride that bike and then keep crashing again. But at least you can ride the damn thing. Now, again, if you take an extreme case or a person who is living and breathing today, Jeff Bezos, everyone knows him, of course, for Amazon and many, many other projects. One of the things he prides himself on is the number of times he has tried things and they have massively flopped. But the reason he keeps doing this is so that at some point, one of his businesses that is developing or developed all of a sudden becomes an overnight success. Now, if you think about it, especially in this industry, and we all know how difficult it can be, the same applies to all of us. We start from scratch, we fail constantly, get shouted at, berated, whether it's by the chef, the manager, the guest. You all know what I'm talking about. Each failure becomes a lesson. And then each new lesson becomes part of our hidden armor, if you like. And then again, you fail again and again and again. Now, this pattern keeps repeating itself until such a time that our confidence grows, our knowledge and experience becomes better, and then all of a sudden, you're almost a master, if you like. Now, in this industry, is it easy? No. Is it tough? Yes, 100%. But the question is, is it worth it? And in my opinion, and in my humble opinion, it is absolutely worth it. The challenges that we face on a daily basis, the tough talks we have to have, the deepest parts, the most horrible parts of the pressure that we feel, the not wanting to push yourself or the not wanting to go to work at times. This is where the growth happens. This is the place that we all become better. That dark, horrible place where you need to push through and get out the other side. Because the truth is, on the other side, that's where the gold is. And let's face it, along that journey, there is one person who is continuously next to you. You don't want them there, but they push you to be there. You already know that horrendous and familiar name, a name that we all heard or hear too often and you can't live without, a name you've heard of throughout your entire life, and that person's name is failure. And failure should be your closest friend. Now, let me get deeper into that. And for me, I've failed plenty of times. Now, there are a lot of personal failures like I can discuss. And, and if I'm talking to you guys and, and, and as a listener, there have been so many in my life. And I'm not ashamed to say them because they've made me the person who I am. So if I discuss the very first 
BBC television show that I did. It was kind of, it was a, a competition to actually open or win a restaurant with Raymond Blanc. The show itself challenged me and my, my friend Ali, and he's still one of my best friends to this day. Hi, Ali. It challenged me to the nth degree. For an hour's episode, you had to film for 12 hours a day, and we were filming for five days a week. So I was a very young chef, very ambitious, and I didn't care about the cameras. I just wanted to get the job done. But they constantly put us in very difficult catering situations, which were not impossible, but you really had to think about it. You didn't have your phone with you, so there was no Google, nothing like that. And it was all about business, of course, and cooking. And I think we reached somewhere between two to three million viewers per episode. And let's just say that there was always an elimination. And me and my friend Ali, we, we got through to the challenge, which if you failed that challenge, then you got eliminated. And we were in the challenge, I think, six times. And then we reached, so we somehow reached the finals. And we didn't win the show, but we were number two, uh, which then led us to work uh, at Le Manoir. And it gave us some really incredible opportunities. But for me, to also watch the show and then see people's reactions was a bit scary because I wasn't exactly Mr. Nice Guy on the show. And at the same time, it was my first time on you know, dealing with cameras, dealing with television. It was really challenging. And a lot of people said we failed all the time. We should have never been on the show. We, we had a lot of public stick. At the same time, we had a lot of people who supported us. And so that was the first one. The second one was, again, quite painful, I would say, is that almost, well, over a decade ago, I opened a restaurant. And um, we opened, but the thing is we had shut within three months of opening. Again, lots of different things had happened for that, but um, it was in the press. Again, it was really painful to have that. And, and again, people asking what's going on. And, and I didn't want to talk to anyone at the time. It was very, very difficult time. We worked really hard. The entire team worked really hard to make it happen. And then almost overnight, we'd shut. It was very difficult. It was very, very difficult time. And um, that was a failure. That was a failure. And again, personally, look, not having a restaurant, still, I don't have a restaurant, you know. Some people say that's not a failure. It's a blessing. For me, I think also not having a mission, you know, not having a restaurant and not being recognized by mission or going below 50 best, it's painful. It's really painful because I still want to do that. And that is one of the things I want to do, but I still haven't achieved it yet. And is it a failure? For me, I'm, who knows? You can tell me. The other one is, of course, it's happened to everyone, is, of course, being fired from jobs. Not through COVID. I mean, a lot of people will let go through COVID, but if you've ever been fired from any job. It's horrible. And uh, it's happened to me a few times, um, sometimes because of my temper, sometimes because I just wasn't fit uh, or I wasn't the right chef. So yeah, it's, uh, that was tricky. And I think the two other biggest regrets that I have, not regrets, and you could call them regrets or failures. I think my, one of my failures is not spending enough time with loved ones because we're so involved in our job. Um, that's very tricky and difficult to do. And at the same time, regretting and failure. I, I wish I had spent more time with my dad because I wasn't there when he passed away. I was abroad. And so that was extremely hard for me. And as a son, he never saw, or he never really sort of 
understood what I was doing as a chef. He thought it was just extremely difficult. He just wanted me to have a normal job. But in the end, uh, he, he did say he was extremely proud of the things I'm doing and, and the way I'm supporting the industry. But it was, it was, a, it was a tricky thing to, to have a chat with him, especially when I first went to the Middle East. He also was a bit hesitant, but um, in the end, he really loved it. But look, what I would say is that from all of those failures, it will never stop me from achieving what I want to achieve. I'm the type of person who is just on the attack to be the very best at what I do, whether it's the podcast, whether it's food, whether it's just helping a friend, whether it's just cooking some eggs. I just want to do it the best way possible. So one thing I will ask is that to please share your own failures in the comments. Uh, Message me on Instagram. Let me know what your own failures are and how you overcame them because I'd be really interested to know. We have challenges every single day. So uh, share those with me. It would be really amazing to sort of understand all of you and have that open dialogue. Now, you will hear the guests of this podcast often mention how they failed, but also what they learned and how they overcame monumental challenges. We can learn from all of them. Um, I certainly do on a day-to-day basis, just like I learn from my stewards and my commie chefs as someone in the street who just wants to talk to me about a recipe of theirs. We can all learn from each other. So, the point being is that you really need to make sure that failure is your closest friend at all times. It's always going to be there. just need to embrace it. Straightforward. And on that beautiful note, there is no tomorrow. Go after it. Fail. Overcome. And be the very best at what you do again. It's really important. Now, please enjoy the upcoming season. Make sure to give us a review and keep spreading the word. If you want to be on the show, let me know. If you have any comments or any questions for our guests, again, let me know. I'd be really interested to have your input. And make sure to give us a big, fat review. Very, very important. Keep supporting the show. I know that you guys are really amazing and um, we've not only just got another season, we've got so many other seasons coming up. So there's going to be some phenomenal guests. I'm really excited. So I'll let you crack on. I'll speak to you soon. As always, a huge thank you to the entire team at Podcast Now. Yasmin, JJ for producing the show. And don't forget that you can now watch us on YouTube. If you haven't already, make sure to follow, share and fully subscribe. I will just ask, please, please, please share the show to anyone and everyone. Dog, cat, goldfish, whatever. Just please share the show. Thank you so, so much. Until next time, food is memories.